Tim Lacombe, my feeling tonight watching this game was this is the first team that's just decided that they're not going to allow the Jazz, or they're at least trying not to let the Jazz, as the crowd chanting Rudy Rudy while he's doing his on-floor interview. It looked to me as though, like, Dallas said, okay, we're hugging the shooters. Well, this is what happens if you hug the shooters. You remember that phrase we used uh, a couple broadcasts ago, whatever you choose to do, you're wrong. And uh, just proof in the pudding tonight, great job of executing um, seeing what the, the game plan was from Dallas um, and really, you know, going to that pick and roll. It's awesome to get a game like this on film because, um, you know, everybody's been watching the Jazz race it up and shoot threes. Um, tonight now they, you see what happens if you, if you stay home on shooters, don't allow those catch and shoot threes. You know, Rudy just absolutely went berserk. But uh, beyond that, I, I just, you know, without Donovan out there, just uh, this might have been as good a passing night as we've ever had. That is particularly early. The ball just flew around and guys made plays, and uh, there, was a, there was a great amount of energy, um, you know, throughout the team. It really helped that Clarkson was just red hot in, yep. in, that, uh, in that first half. That reminded me of the, the Booner when I was a kid, watching a guy go off out there. Hey, I've got a Rudy question for Boone. Uh, like, we're just going to let that go? Like, <laughs> no, it's not. true, though. I, I, I was here when he came. He was a scorer. I didn't pass very much, did I? Well, Clarkson doesn't pass either. So I think, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> David, you're on it. <laughs> well. okay. Sorry, Jake. What were you no, 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 you're good. I, I didn't mean to jump in there. But uh, so, David, you've talked a lot about it. Rudy struggles with, uh, with the man uh, between he and the basket, which we've been kind of watching for years. And he's tried out a number of different moves, and most of them have been unsuccessful. But we saw it tonight a couple of times. Booner, is it the drop step? Is that the move that he needs to hone? Because it seems like it's been pretty good. He's working on that. And believe me, I watched before the ball game. He's working on a lot of moves there. And, and you can see there that they're kind of mechanical. They're not like, you know, like Tim would have, you know, with his back to the basket where he's, he's faking and, and not moving his feet or moving his feet like, like Doncic does or something like that. But you can he's working on those things, but they're just not fluent enough. It's not automatic for him and, and uh, I think Alex Jensen's doing a pretty good job because now he's got him thinking that okay I can you know I'm, I'm gonna make these plays or I'm gonna make this shot or I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this move and, and he's trying them in the ball games pretty soon maybe you know he'll get to the point where he's uh, you know he's making them I think one of the biggest problem he gets is when he's making these moves then he doesn't elevate a lot of times or he gets caught behind the basket and he's got to come back to the defense in order to try to, to score and he gets it blocked or... takes or, him a long time. Like it takes him a long there's, time, there's, yes. He's a big boy. Um, is there anything where he is going to be able to... Um, he sees what's happening, watches and on film and learns from that? We've seen him do that when he catches on the move going toward the basket where he stopped and changed directions or... You know, something like that. But I haven't seen any of that with his, you know, with his back to the basket or, or you know, anything like that. So it's he may never get that, yeah. you know, throughout his career. But I'll take him just as he. I'll to. take him just as he is. Yeah. Oh, he was certainly great tonight. I, you know, he had the drop step where he missed there in the fourth quarter, and then he had a couple of those step throughs, which is what you're talking talking about. I think there, Booner, and uh, it, you just see him go to the lab. You know, you see him work on it every night, and you you wonder if he's going to find that one thing that really works for him. Obviously, a lot worked for him tonight. I was just curious if you if you like that. Of, of, of that kind of thing is is. Um, 
I hope that's not a, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was, but I, it's, it's Donovan Mitchell. You know, some of the things that, that Johnny Bryant was working with him for, for years and in, every day in practice, and now all of a sudden it's just muscle memory. He just does it when he just reacts to the defense and, and it happens. Rudy, that will never happen, I don't think, or Rudy will never get good enough in order for, you know, throughout his career, what, is it, what year is this for him? Rudy's in now in his eighth year. And, you know, how many years does he have left? You just don't know. But, you know, he got late. He got started late uh, trying, to, trying to do some of these things. Did you think Doncic was altered by Rudy on almost every play the way I did? I thought he didn't want wrong? to get there. He yeah. didn't, you know, he, he, he did not want to get there. And, and he's very good at that mid-range, little mid-range shots. I don't know why he want to challenge Rudy anyway. You know, that little eight-footer that he, he's so good at. But if he wants to take 24 off. shots and not go to the, only take two free throws, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That was the, that was the number that stood out to me because he's, he's got, he getting to the line pretty, pretty well. And he just wasn't having any of it. You know, he got in there early and, and from there on, it was kind of defer, you know. Right. He would get in the lane and then just not be interested in taking a shot at the basket. He, now, I'll be interested to see, he attacked him twice late and, and, drew, and uh, drew a foul once and scored once. So it'll be interesting to see whether he changes that at all uh, coming up. David, I couldn't help but uh, to tell you were in a pretty good mood tonight. Not had many better days in my life. <laughs> Congrats, brother. I, I told you this on the show today, but I'm, I'm happy for you. I can, I can see why you're riding high. Thank you. Appreciate it. Lunch on cool. you. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> All right, buddy. Unless we're with Ryan Smith. Then he that's true. He can pick it up. <laughs> he is the owner of the winning or the, the best record in the NBA in year one. How about that? That's pretty good. I tell you, that guy carries a, a horseshoe around. I've known him for years. Uh, just watch this thing go. Um, have you answered the question, Tim, that everybody in town asks you everywhere you go? What's that? How good are they? I, I, yes, I have. I, and I think, like you said, it's just watch the games. Um, you can't watch these games and not feel like, I mean, Jake and I were talking about it. They are just destroying NBA teams night after night after night. And you look around scores, you know, the games, some games are close teams. This team is destroying teams. So yes, they are, they're definitely in the conversation. That's good enough. There you go. All right, David, thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, there's the great David Locke. 116 to 104 is your final. The Jazz beat the Mavericks. We're breaking it down. Coming up next on the Jazz Game Night Postgame Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Postgame Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. Jazz make it 10 in a row. They beat the Dallas Mavericks tonight. 116 to 104. No Donovan Mitchell, no Derek Favors, no problem. Uh, Mike, Con well, let's see here. Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and Jordan Clarkson all have their season high. Rudy Gobert with 29, Joe Ingles with 21, and Jordan Clarkson with 31 tonight. Mike Conley added 17. And uh, the Jazz, you know, 116 104, Tim, and I feel like we've said this a couple of times during this streak, but uh, the game wasn't even that close. The game, it really was kind of at times like a video game. And the Jazz were just that good in the energy they played with. But the thing that really stood out to me, Jake, tonight was the unselfishness. Um, you know, they just really do pl make plays for each other all night long on both ends. And uh, there's countless numbers that, you know, we can talk about. But that was the part that really stood out to me. 
Yeah, the the passing, they had 20 assists on 42 made field goals, which uh, you'll certainly take, but it felt like they really uh, moved it around to take advantage of Dallas. And David talked about it. The you know Dallas was going to make it hard for the Jazz to get threes and get open catch-and-shoot threes tonight, so they had to do something a little bit different. And you know Rudy obviously was a big part of that, but it felt like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley were just getting into the paint and, and making trouble for, for Dallas all night long. And credit to Quinn, really liked the – the lower pick and roll kind of in that outer third and they they actually stacked the other side dallas was just going to stay home on all those shooters so it really became a total two-man game and, and if you're going to help to that you know you're going to leave a shooter wide open so it really isolates that side of the floor and that's why rudy got so many things tonight uh as far as dallas goes luca had 30 points 13 to 24 shooting he had six assists uh, let's see, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 19, Porzingis with 18. Uh, but the, as far as Luca goes, it, it felt like a quiet performance from him, and then when the game was out of hand, it felt like he was chasing stats a little bit. Yeah, there was those points didn't weren't really meaningful, and it, as crazy as it sounds, you know, to get he had 30 points, but really the Jazz did a great job on him. Um, and, and the main reason why is that he, you know, he did get the 30 points. And he did get six assists, but none of them meant really anything. It was all kind of in the in the uh, the game. You know, the game had pretty much already been decided. I thought, you know, the Jazz took turns uh, putting guys on him tonight, but I thought Jordan Clarkson, of all people, played him really tough. He did. He really crawled up into his space, um, made it difficult for him, and that's that's an interesting observation because uh, you know a little guy. It really makes it difficult for a guy like that who faces up and likes to play with a ball in front of him um, to have a little guy kind of in your space. That you know, Clarkson did a great job of just having energy and, and doing a good job defensively there. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Other uh, notable things from the Jazz: Boyan Bogdanovich continues to struggle a little bit. Tim, he was three of nine. He had uh, six points, three rebounds, four, uh, and an assist. But he. He seems to miss some easy ones at the rim this year, and I, I just got to think that that wrist is still bugging him a little bit. Well, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, I don't think Boyan's ever been shy to shoot it, and there were a couple times tonight where guys were trying to get him shots, and he kind of passed them up. Uh, that's one sign, you know, that he's struggling a little bit with whether whether it be confidence or the, the wrist is bothering. I don't worry about it because uh, the Jazz really do have an embarrassment of riches as far as depth goes, um, and, and particularly in the ability to – with guys to make plays when you take the leading score off your team they don't play and your your number one reserve big who's playing 16 minutes a game and they still go out there and perform like this you know i don't know that there's many teams in the league that have enough depth to to do that well they jumped on them right from the get-go i mean they in the first quarter the jazz outscored the mavericks 32 to 19 and uh, the defense wasn't quite as sharp as it was in that first quarter for for the rest of the game. But the way the offense was getting whatever they wanted didn't really matter. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't necessarily mind the defense um, because again I think the Jazz did a great job of controlling where those shots came from. Um, you know, a, a pull up two at the elbow. Um, you know, off of off the bounce. You know, I, I'd have to go back and watch it again. But I, I didn't hate the defense. I thought you know it was certainly way more energetic in the first half. But again, it's hard when you. When you get up big to keep, to maintain that energy, don't look now, Tim. But with tonight's win, uh, the Lakers also lost tonight on a last-second shot from Tobias Harris. They lose to Philadelphia, so the Lakers are now at fourteen and five. Jazz are at fourteen and four. Half game up on the Lakers for the best record in the NBA.
Wow. I, I mean, wonder, uh, maybe we'll get our boy Tyson, uh, see, see if he can get up on this. I wonder when the last time that happened. I can't remember. I mean, I mean outside been, of, you know, right at the beginning of the year, 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, or whatever. I, I wonder what happened or when the last time they had the best record in the league was. 18 games in, best record in the league. And, and it's not, none of this is a fluke. You know, you see night after night after night a steady uh, amount of evidence to say this can last. And I just wish that the full, you know, 18,000, uh, we were talking about that in this building, and we're not complaining, don't get us wrong, you know, trying times and all that. The world is a unique place, but, man, this building would just be electric. It would have been electric tonight uh, with this team playing the way that it is. It's it's too bad that there can't be a full house here, but give credit to the 1,500 or so fans that uh, that get a chance to come to the games. They, they're cheering their hearts out. Yeah, and, the, and in the, the standings, you know, Western Conference standings, you look across there, the Jazz are one, and that number that stands out more than anything, last 10, 10 and 0, that 10-game win streak. Just a really remarkable stretch right here for the Jazz. Awesome. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming up Friday night against this very same Dallas Mavericks team. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock for those of you sticking around with us. Uh, we will continue post-game analysis. We'll hear from players and coaches as well. Jazz come away with big win, 10 consecutive wins for the Utah Jazz. They beat the Mavericks 116-104 to 104, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, 116-104. to 104. The Jazz have won 10 consecutive games. They beat the Mavs tonight. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get to the sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 46% from the field, 42 of 91. They were 39% from three, 16 of 41. Jazz were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 31 points coming in off the bench in 33 minutes. He was 11 of 21 from the field, 4 of 11 from three. Also added uh, seven rebounds tonight, grabbed a steal and a block, a nice block, by the way. Uh, Rudy Gobert, what a game for Rudy. Uh, one point away from uh, 30 and 20 for the first time in his career, finished with 29 points, 20 rebounds, three block shots, three steals, and even added an assist. 11 of 20 from the field, 7 of 11 from the line. Uh, Joe Ingles, uh, season high, 21 points, eight assists for Joe and four rebounds. Mike Conley, 17 points, six assists, team high plus 14 while he was on the floor tonight. Those four players in particular were just terrific. And, and what a luxury. I talked about it, but, um, you know, Donovan being out and to be able to get a guy like Joe, who's a veteran, who's started, you know, so many games in the NBA, but he, he came out and really kind of steadied the ship, thought he did a great job. Um, you mentioned it, eight assists of just getting everybody involved, but at the same time, looking for his own shot, uh, particularly early, hit a couple shots early to kind of, um, you know, widen the gap for the Jazz. But I, I thought Joe had an especially good game tonight. Yeah, Joe has been really good since he came back from resting that Achilles for a couple of games. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's just what he needed, had a little soreness going, just needed to be off it for a couple of games. But he seems like a different player since he's come back. Yeah, he does. He, he's, you know, it, it probably was a thing where, you know, um, it was bothering him and he was fighting that streak and, you you know, just mentally had to, to take a break and kind of rest that thing. But I agree. Um, and, and I compared Joe to the, this year to last year, even then, 
You know, there were nights where we'd say, I wish Joe shot more. It just seems like to me he's in a great rhythm. Um, and many of, of um, you know, Rudy's easy shots tonight, easy uh, rolls and things like that, Joe did a great job of connecting with him. Been really consistent since he's gotten back, which is which is a good thing. Remember the drama last year between, oh, is Joe better off the bench or in the starting lineup? And it was, it was just kind of this, you know, where's Joe comfortable? And he's been used to starting all these years. And and Joe, all the way through to his credit, says it doesn't matter. I'll just do whatever the team needs. And it, it appears he's full on in that mode, coming off the bench, starting whatever. He's playing well. Coach Majerus used to say it a lot. He used to say starting's for high school. You know, once you get beyond that, um, you know, you're going to be on a team with a re- with a lot of really good players. Obviously, college, and then another gra- step, you graduate up to another level. Um, but Joe has done a great job of just being a great player and a great teammate. Um, and I thought, especially tonight, he was great. Real quick, as far as the Mavericks go, they shot 46 percent from the field, um, 12 of 35 from three, 34 percent. They were led by Luka Doncic, 30 points and uh, six assists. Tim Hardaway Jr. with 19. Porzingis uh, with 18 and honestly I'm, I'm coming away a little unimpressed with Porzingis and maybe we're not seeing him in in total midseason form and and let's face it Rudy's a, a terrible matchup for most of the league and that includes Chris Stapp's Porzingis but he just uh, didn't he doesn't seem to play with a lot of force does he no he, he's uh, he's a guy that really wants to operate you know away from the basket um, you know there were times where he had George Niang on him down there and, and had a hard time even backing him down. Um, I, I think for the Mavericks, this is just an observation, but the Mavericks, the Jazz could be a, a very difficult matchup for them all year long. Uh, they have a hard time staying in front of the Jazz. Um, tonight they obviously sold out to not allow the catch-and-shoot threes, and the Jazz just absolutely took them apart with pick and roll. Yeah, David talked about it a lot tonight. If you take away the threes, Rudy's going to score on you. We're going to score 30. And we've just seen the exact opposite this year where, you know, Rudy's coming away with 11, 12, 13 points, and it's really tough on him, and he's he's getting a lot of garbage stuff, but yet the threes are raining down. Tonight was more about Rudy, big-time factor in the offense. Uh, he, he was great. I, I I mean, I had to double-check. He, he took 20 shots, and I can't think of the time where... I believe that's a career high for him. Has we'll have to, to Yeah, yeah, we have to go back and double-check, but I believe that's a career high for him. So he, he had to have been loving that, you know, to be that involved, especially, um, you know, lately... The Jazz have really used, utilized the, the three-pointer as a weapon. They still got 40 up tonight, um, even given the fact that, that that was kind of part of the game plan. And I think the reason is, is, is Rudy just kept rolling hard. They kept finding ways to find him. And Dallas had to, to adjust at a certain point, and it really broke them down. All right, let's go now to the media room where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Okay, we'll get started with Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you guys were shorthanded tonight, but that didn't affect the mentality or the habits. What are the things that are starting to show up on a nightly basis with this team? Well, I think all you know, we always got kind of simple. We we want to be unselfish, um, help each other on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, I think our we're covering for each other, our communication uh, defensively. Um, you know, it, the game can be simple if you let it be. You know, we want to sprint, space, you know, all the things. It's, um, But, you know, more than anything, we just want to keep trying to get better, compete every night out. Um, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but we just want to keep getting better and play as a team. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. 
you tonight. You had uh, Rudy, JC, and Joe all total season highs and points. What were they doing before the game? You mentioned that it was incumbent on everyone to kind of take a role to step up in Donovan's absence. What were you seeing from those guys in particular to kind of do that? Well, they, they really were doing the same things that they've they've done over the course of the season. Um, you know, just doing doing them more because um, they're in the game more. Um, you know, they're they have the ball more, and all that makes sense. I, I think the frankly. You know, the other thing about that is the other guys on the floor, um, you know, George, Juwan, Mie, you know, Mike was a little um, little banged up there at the end. Um, you know, he hit a couple big shots. But the point is everybody, you know, collectively played off each other. And, you know, it was those guys tonight. And then it stood out because Donovan and Fave uh, were out. Um, but those guys have done the same thing, you know, of late in a lot of games. And that's, that's the, the balance that we have is one of the strengths of our teams, of, of our team. And I think guys have confidence in one another. So um, they feel the game like that. And, you know, they try to help each other. And if someone's got it going, you know, they look for that guy. And if that guy starts getting guarded, he looks back to them. And um, it's nothing that they're doing consciously. They're just playing the game and playing together. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, Coach, um, what was it about uh, you guys defensively that you guys were able to play uh, at such a high level, particularly in the first half? Well, I, I think, you know, we've worked at it and we've worked at it over time. Um, I think probably the biggest thing is after you, you work on something, you know, the, the time that you invest in it uh, continues to become more and more important and it's something you take pride in. Um, you know, and it's, it's similar to the offensive end. We want to help each other as much as we can defensively and play collectively and know that we're not going to be perfect. And when there's breakdowns, do our best to, you know, to help each other. And, you know, they're such a talented offensive team. Um, you know, some of it is you're fortunate that, you know, a few guys miss some shots and, you know, that, that makes it look better. But, you know, I just want to see us compete. And as I said, you know, continue to try to get better defensively. And a lot of that is just us being connected. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, you've been pretty lucky this season, not having too many injuries or have guys have to sit out. But how important is it sort of for the confidence and the growth of the team to actually test the depth and have some of those guys step up that usually don't see a lot of minutes? Well, the guy, you know, the guys that the different guys stepped up, I guess, Sarah, in, in different ways, you know, and it, it's one of the things guys stay ready. Um, and we ask that of them. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when you come in the game, it, there, there's little things and simple things that have a big impact on the game um, and just trying to to fit into the group and, and make plays within the structure of what everybody's doing. So, um you know, we'll continue to need that. You know, I think our guys work hard on their health, you know, and there's always things that you can't control, um, you know, but it's something that that they, that they work at, whether, you know, it'd be recovery and, and all those different things to try to do their best to stay healthy and stay fresh. And as you said, it's a long year and this is, a you know, a grueling season and there's going to be nights where you're not at full strength and those are opportunities for other guys. And I think everybody knows that. Last question, John Kuhn, AP. 
Coach, you, you look at Joe Ingles' eight, eight assists that he had tonight. Seven of them were on baskets from Rudy Gobert. Well, what can you say about the partnership between Joe and Rudy? What makes it so effective? Well, it, it stood out tonight. I, I think, you know, I won't take anything away from Joe and Rudy, but I, I think it's Mike and Rudy, it's Donovan and Rudy. Those guys, when I say that, um, tonight it was Joe. He had the ball in his hands a lot. Um, his size makes him unique with Rudy because he's able to pass the ball um, over the top at times. JC had some good passes to Rudy. Um, I think they have confidence in Rudy. And they know Rudy does so much for our guards and for the guys on our team, you know, as far as screening and getting them open and running. And I think those guys know that. And when they have an opportunity, when the defense um, allows for it, that's something they're looking for because they know how hard he works uh, for them. And those synergies with different guys really develop over time. You know, Rudy and Joe have played together for a while. Um, you know, and, and look for each other. Um, but like I said, it's, I think everybody feels that way um, about the bigs. And the same thing is true of guys looking for each other tonight. It was Rudy and Joe, um, you know, and it's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that, you know, those partnerships and that unselfishness all the time. I think it's something our, all our guys are, feel good about being part of our identity. That's it. Thanks so much, Coach. Okay. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team is coming off 10 consecutive victories after taking apart the Mavericks tonight. What stood out to you to what coach had to say there, Tim? I, I liked the, how he talked about, you know, obviously tonight it was Joe who who was really had that connection with Rudy. But I think that's the piece of this that really stood out to me watching it is, it, you know, it's Mike and Rudy. It's Mike and Fave. It's Rudy and and Joe, obviously Donovan. There just seems to be a great uh, a amount of connectivity amongst this group. Um, it seems as though it really is a, a team that totally has confidence in one another. And there is just no, um, you know, there's no I in this thing. It's, it's us, it's we. And, you know, that's something you really strive for as a coach to get your team to play like that. And, and a lot of people use that mantra and then they go, the team goes out and does com something completely different. I'm seeing that piece every night, this connectivity, this real enjoyment, uh, you know, being able to play together. You know, I've, I've said this take a million times, and I, I originally thought it when Gordon Hayward left. And I, I thought, why wouldn't people, why wouldn't stars and, and players like Hayward or Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley or, you know, Joe Ingles, of course, why wouldn't they love playing with Rudy Gobert? You know, having the other star on the team be Rudy Gobert, who does all the things you don't want to do. He makes you look better defensively. He cleans up on the rebounds. He sets the best assist in the game, and there's no overlap. He doesn't, you know, he scored 29 tonight, and he was terrific, and it was just what the doctor ordered, but he could be just as effective in the game taking, you know, six shots and scoring 12 points. I mean, it seems like uh, I know it can be a little rough around the edges sometimes, and, and you know, he, he wanted the ball a little bit more last year, and we remember that whole saga, but for the most part, I would guess that people would love playing with Rudy because he makes you look good. I see as much growth from Rudy, uh, as much growth that we've seen on the court, um, particularly this year. I feel like he's really uh, honed into his energy and, and he's really utilizing his ability to continue to run and play. Um, but I've seen growth off the floor. You know, you don't see a lot of drama or side stories or any of that stuff. I think that uh, 
that this team really has a great feel for one another. And like I said, there's a, there's a great amount of trust, and that always is a really good scenario uh, when you're coaching a team. And if you're wondering about the Donovan Mitchell-Rudy Gobert relationship, uh, right there in the fourth quarter where it seemed like they were working so hard to get Rudy an opportunity to get to 30 points, Donovan, of course, tweets out, we need 30 and tags Rudy Gobert. So, you know, I, mean, I always thought that those two would figure out a way to work together because it's really in their mutual best interest to make it happen. And like I said, Rudy... You know, Rudy does a lot to make his teammates look good. I'll tell you what, I, I don't know of some anybody that's out there that watches this guy on a nightly basis that wouldn't want to play with him because he does exactly what you said. He does all the things that, uh, you know, almost almost the offensive line, akin to the offensive line in football. He does all the little things that really you don't want to do the dirty work, and, and he does a great job of complimenting all of the guys around him. Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Mavericks 116-104. to 104. We'll get your player sound and continue to break it down. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Your final Jazz win 10 in a row, 116 104 over the Dallas Mavericks, even without Donovan Mitchell and Derek Favors. Uh, got big time performances from uh, really four different guys Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and Jordan Clarkson. And take care of business. No problem against a uh, a Dallas team that was a complete Dallas team. They've had issues this year. Uh, they've had issues with uh, COVID-19, of course, and Kristaps uh, G- Porzingis taking a few games to get back, but this was their whole squad, and the Jazz beat up on them. Yeah, they beat up on them bad. It was not really that competitive ever. And, uh, again, this is a, a team that really struggles to keep people in front of them. That's a really difficult ask when you're guarding the Jazz. Let's get to your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. We do painting. You do life tonight. The points in the paint. Uh, Jazz outscored by two, actually, 48 to 46. I, I was actually a little bit surprised when I brought up that number uh, because it, it didn't seem like Dallas was getting much in the paint, and it seemed like a Jazz were getting a ton in the paint. But, you know. Sometimes the points in the paint to deceptive. even their way out. Certainly deceptive. I'm still riffing to that music that comes on during the you bump. You love it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn that riff and play it and send it to you. You should. Well, uh, Locke was uh, Locke was harping on it all night long. I mean, Luka Doncic um, did not get a whole lot going to the rim tonight. He got a shot blocked by Rudy Gobert and seemed a little, little hesitant to go in there for the rest of the night. But you've seen Luka when he's really going, right? Yeah. Um, and. Again, he scored 30, but it did not seem like a Luka night to me at all. No, it didn't feel that way either. The Jazz did a great job of really uh, limiting, or again, like we've talked about, just kind of making sure that they're not going to lose him and the shots he's going to take are going to be 12-footers or, you know, elbow jumpers, nothing. You know, they just did, did a great job of kind of neutralizing him and not making him that big a factor. Again, Luca finished with 30 tonight, six assists, four rebounds on 13 of 24 shooting, but I'm with you, Tim. It didn't, if you can have a quiet 30, it felt like that. Cause it felt like he really did a lot of his damage when the 
when the game was well out of hand. Yeah, both he and Porzingis, uh, you know, were, it's almost like there was a contest to see who could get the most points um, once the game was decided. But, um, yeah, that, that that's an interesting team. I don't know where, you know, d- I haven't watched them this year uh, other than film and, and or excuse me, uh, highlights and that sort of thing. And like you mentioned, they have not had all their guys back together. So um, cut them some slack there, but they uh, it just is a difficult matchup for the, with uh, with the Jazz. All right, let's go back down to the media room where Joe Ingles is talking with the media. We'll get started with Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, good win tonight, Joe. Um, without Donovan and Fave, what is it about this team that makes you so effective, no matter who's on the floor? Um, I mean, we try to obviously play the the same way. Um, uh, I think. I mean, I've said it numerous times, but over my seven years here or different years, we've had injuries and, and different things and, and guys have had to step up and, and play bigger roles or, or different roles. And um, the, the the funnest thing about being on a team like that is that, that there's obviously no kind of ego involved in it. We, we, we love playing together. We enjoy playing together. And um, obviously we knew without without Donovan and Fave, it's, it makes it tougher because they're, they're two pretty big parts of our, our group. But um, yeah, I just think we we're, were ready to play obviously. Um, and yeah, just, just uh, kind of like that, that step next man up mentality. Um, everyone that, that came in, the young fellows that came in had some great minutes there at the, the end of the second and end of the uh, third or whatever it was when they came in. So, um, yeah, just a, a good team effort. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, I know that you guys are um, a process over results type group, but at the same time, is there any satisfaction in knowing that you've got a 10-game winning streak and the best record in the NBA right now? Um, I don't know what other people's answers. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's great to be winning games, and, and obviously we're, we're playing at a, at, a, at a high level, but um, no, I just don't think we're kind of satisfied. I, I think we just want to keep pushing. Um, we'll obviously have a tough one in 48 hours' time against uh, the same group. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's nice to be to be playing at this level. It's obviously early in the year, but we're... we're we figured out obviously the style and um, kind of um, pace and stuff that we want to play at, um, but we've got to keep it going. We can't 10, 20, 30 losing, winning streak, like whatever it is. We, we've just got to we've just got to keep pushing, keep getting better each day. And I mean, we'll do what we do normally. We'll go in tomorrow, I assume, at some point, and and watch film and and kind of get what we need to get done, and and obviously get ready. Um, for, for a team that's going to be obviously hungry to, to get a win on Friday. To McMahon, ESPN. I ain't answering this question. Hello, Joe. It's a pleasure to see you as well. Uh, what, what, what has been the most encouraging part of this, of this role that you guys are on? Yeah, like I said, just kind of that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember my seven years how well we've started every year, but it's nice to start well. Um, our record, we've always kind of done that late push after All Star break and um, or around that time. But um, I think just the way we're we're playing as a group and it's a hungry group. We're, we're like I said, we're we're not satisfied with like obviously it's a it's a great win tonight. It's a, it's a really good team that we we played against. But um, like I said, to to have guys out for other guys to step up. Most nights, um, obviously, we've got 
guys that kind of have their roles, but a lot of nights we have different guys step up at different times. And, and, and again, was another one with, with obviously guys out. So, um, like it's just a, I mean, it's a really fun group to play with. Um, you obviously lost a couple early in the year and no kind of, uh, uh, no, uh, what do you call it? Like down, down too low or, or up too high. We just kind of stay that, that course of getting better each day. And, um, yeah, it's just like I said, it's a it's a really fun group to play with and um, we, we work hard and we, we have fun out there on the court. Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, just speaking of that fun, um, you had a huge assist to Royce that led to a crazy dunk. What are moments like that for you? I didn't think he was going to catch it, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, he, yeah, I mean, just, it, it's like a kind of, similar answer really it's just a, a really fun group to play with it's we, we play for each other there's there's no egos involved um it's not as unsalvageable as people think um it's just a a, a really cool group that like i said guys different guys step up at different times we we try and find mismatches we we, we play the right way we we're unselfish we we defend um the other night, obviously, we weren't making shots in the first half. We come out and, and still defending and, and really picking up in that second half. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been fun. But like I said, we're, we're not satisfied. We're not um, we're not going to get overhyped over one win or, or, or ten in a row, whatever it is. Um, we'll go in tomorrow and, and get ready for the next one. All right, that's it. Thanks so much, Joe. There you go, Joe Ingles, who was just terrific tonight. Uh, Joe had 21 points to go along with eight assists. He did it on 7 of 13 shooting. But how about that line from Joe? Uh, you heard it toward the end there where he said, quote, it's just a really fun group to play with. We play for each other. There's no egos involved. It's not as unsalvageable as some people think. And that, of course, going back to the report during the hiatus in the coronavirus where Rudy and Donovan's relationship was unsalvageable. Pretty hilarious from Joe. Yeah, he's clever. He's got a great, great wit about him. I actually got a call today uh, from our good friend Randy Bennett, who I think he's an ambassador in Australia or something. Very he's popular so many guys there. over here. Um, but he he asked me, "You're doing the jazz stuff?" I said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "You you met Ingles?" I said, "No." He said, well, "I gotta get you two together. You like each other." He's, so um, he he speaks so highly of him. But I, I love listening to Joe talk. Period, because I think he's a funny guy. But I loved what he said at the end, too, where he said, you know, this is not something right now where, hey, we're the best team in the league. We're satisfied. None of that. It's a, it's a business-like thing. And, and it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to prove it. And I think the Jazz do that a good job of that. Yeah, they certainly did tonight. Uh, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a player. Derek Favors plays a big-time role on this team, and they were going to have to figure out a way to beat a good Dallas Mavericks team. And I know... Uh, the Dallas is now eight and ten on the season. That's maybe what not what people expect, but Dallas is still a good team with one heck of a player in Luka Doncic, and to go out there shorthanded on the second night of a back to back, by the way, and to to take apart the Mavericks is is extremely impressive. Yeah, and and it's like you said, the way they did it. Um, you know, Luka. I think we were talking about him in the post game last uh, last night, and you know he's just one of those guys. It's electric, exciting. You know, when he gets it going, he's one of those guys like can really get it going and they just didn't allow him to do that tonight and did a great job of of really kind of right from the start just saying hey this is this is not not your night my friend
And it did seem like they had a little extra pep. Maybe that's trying to make up for without Donovan, or maybe they just dug down deep. But it, it seemed to run out of gas there in the fourth quarter, and Coach Snyder left him out there for, for a while. <laughs> yeah, I was calling for – I was like, get those. I didn't want to see anybody get he, hurt. He, the coach made sure that the game was in the books before he brought in. Which, them. hey, look, I'm not going to complain because I. it feels so different when you're down there, yeah. you know. Oh my gosh! They just cut it to thirteen. You know, uh, and thirteen feels like two field goals. So I will never, you know, second guess that. But it's just when you sit and watch it and go. Now I know why people used to ask me. You kind of left the guys in a little long. You know, I'm like ah, if it was felt closer than it was. You got to seal the deal. You it's do. Got to be over. Over. Uh, Jerry used to talk about one game um, uh, against, I believe it was Denver, where they gave up like a ten point lead in like a minute and a half. I'd, I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to uh, – Locke could probably know right off the top of his head, but it was something amazing where they just blew a big lead in such a short amount of time. And he, he always used to say, you just never know. I remember this one night in Denver, he would say. And so uh, – but they did appear to be out of gas and like they were a team in the fourth quarter on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, but f- saw their way through it and, and did a great job of making a really a workmanlike effort um, with a ton of energy and enthusiasm in that first half. All right, let's go back down to the media room. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Andy Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, obviously you got the 29 points tonight, and we're kind of going in the pick and roll. What what was it that you were seeing out there that got you the the offensive chances you did? I mean, I think I just went with the flow of the game, and uh, my teammates, Joe, Mike, everybody really did a great job looking for me. And... uh, I just try to dominate, be patient, and uh, you know they, they weren't really helping of the of the shooters, so it was on me tonight to you know to to punish them at the rim. John Kuhn, AP. Rudy, you look at uh, your partnership with with Joe Ingles on the court. He seven of his eight assists came on your baskets. What what is kind of built that chemistry and, and that synergy between you two over the years to where he it can just be so effective on a night like this. I mean, it's, it's just for me, it's just amazing playing with Joe, uh, you know, and I think for everybody else, you know, Joe is always looking for others before he looks for himself. And, uh, you know, there's not many players in the league that you have to remind them to shoot the ball. And... I just keep telling Joe every single time. Just look for you first, and and then look for look for your teammates. So you know it's uh it's just great. He's, he's a very smart player, and uh, you know he's always able to put up me and put other guys in a in a great position to score. And I believe that you know when uh, when he's aggressive too, uh, you know it's really hard to guard because you know that he's a he's a great passer. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, I know you guys are always working hard, but what's starting to come easier during this time? There's nothing easy. You know, every single night uh, is a different challenge. I think the difference for us now is that we embrace those challenges. You know, we we don't take any team uh, uh, lightly. You know, we know that, uh, you know, if we focus on, on us and do what we do, uh, you know, we're going to be in a great position to win every single game against anyone in this league. So, you know, we know that it starts defensively and, uh, you know, and, uh, and even when we don't make shots, you know, we, we feed off our defense and we know that we, we're going to be in a position to, to be a great team. Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
I mean, one of the reasons that, you know, you guys went to get Fave back in the offseason was to make sure that that second unit had the same defensive intensity as when you're in there can do the same thing. So how much confidence does it give you guys on a night like tonight without Don, without Fave, that that second unit really kept it together? I mean, we have a, we have a lot of guys that can play basketball and uh, obviously having Fave uh, back in the team was, is huge and uh, not just for the season, but especially for the playoffs, you know, when we know that uh, every single minute on the court matters and, you know, we, we believe in every single every single guy in this locker room. You know, we you know there's a lot of guys that should get more minutes, but the minutes are not there. But they deserve they will, they will get minutes anywhere else. And uh, you know, everyone is embracing the you know doing all the little things to to have this team being a, a great team. And on nights like tonight, when you know we're missing some guys, some of these guys like Mie, George, uh, even Juwan, you know, uh, have an opportunity to come in and uh, and have a great impact. And that's what they did tonight. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, Joe just told us that kind of his biggest takeaway from this 10-game winning streak is that it's a group of guys without egos, just everyone kind of stepping up where they need to and, and kind of doing what they need to. What's been your biggest takeaway from this 10-game winning streak? I mean, for us, uh, the number one thing is that when we think about, when we think defensive-minded, uh, we are successful. You know, when we start thinking about offense uh, too much, you know, uh, we tend to forget about the defense and, and then things don't get, everything goes not as good. So it's uh, number one, the defense. And number two, uh, the same thing that Joe said, you know, I, I really, that's the probably the first time since I've been here that I see that much focus from every single one in this locker room. Uh, I really feel like we're playing for, you know, something bigger and, you know, and that we're on a mission. And, you know, it's, uh, it's on us, uh, the leaders, to make sure that uh, we, we lead the charge, you know, and uh, we make sure that everyone is, uh, is stays locked in, you know, because we're going to need every single one of, of the guys. And, uh, you know, we know that it's a long season and uh, we're going to keep getting better. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Hey, Rudy. Uh, obviously, it is early, but when you see that you guys have the best record in the league right now, what do you think? I mean, it's exciting. Obviously, it's exciting, but it's uh, it's really early in the season, and we know that uh, our goal is uh, obviously to to be one of the best teams in the, in, in the league, but uh, is to be ready for the playoffs. And uh, you know, obviously, we want to be in a position when we're the top two team in the West, so we can uh, at the end of the season be in a great position to have a and to have home home court advantage. You know, so it's uh, for us. It's really keep getting better. You know, keep getting better as a team and uh, go out there every single night to to play our best basketball and, and to win. Last question, Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, Rudy, um, you often say on your Instagram post, on to the next one. And having that experience uh, playing the same team back-to-back -back with the Pelicans last week, is the approach any different coming into this game on Friday? <clears throat> I mean, it's always different. You know, when you, when you get beat uh, by a team, uh, you always come out the next game, uh, with a revenge and uh, that's what happened with the Pelicans. you know when they came out and they punched us in the face in the, in the first quarter 
and uh, I believe that Dallas is gonna gonna try to do the same. Though it's it's really on uh, on us uh, to just keep getting better, you know, keep taking care of ourselves, and uh, and uh, you know, keep adjusting to whatever they're gonna try to do. But uh, you know, we're gonna keep doing what we do, and uh, you know, and uh, taking one game at a time because it's, at the end of the day, you know, it's a long season, and uh, we know that uh, you know at the playoff is what's gonna matter. All right, that's it. Thanks, Rudy. Rudy Gobert, who was absolutely fantastic tonight for the Utah Jazz in their 116-104 win over the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Uh, Rudy had 29 points, 20 rebounds, three steals, three block shots, and was just terrific going up against Kristaps Porzingis for most of the night. But, Tim, as I listen to his comments right there and him talk about the the synergy and the attitude amongst the team, the first thing that comes to my mind is buy-in. seems like this team is just bought into what – you know, I would guess the coaching staff is selling, but it is unselfish. You've been talking about that all night long. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's again, it's one thing to say it, but really the the proof is how the, the team plays. And I think that's what you and I have been struck with sitting up here watching uh, this team play this year. Uh, they, I think they enjoy playing together. I think Joe made that comment. There's a ton of chemistry, um, but uh, they really do enjoy making a play for one another. And that's a, that's a great trait. Uh, on you know on good teams that in great teams that I've been fortunate to be around that's a trait they they like each other they like being around each other um, but most importantly they they like to make plays for each other and see each other succeed go where love takes you in the all-new completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now Mark Miller Subaru the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com 116 to 104 is your final Jazz beat the Mavericks. Their 10th consecutive victory. We'll get you more sound from the players. We'll continue uh, continue to break this one down next as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz 10 in a row. They beat the Maver- uh, Mavericks tonight. 116-104 post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's get a look at your master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Of course, for the how many games have the Jazz played now? 18 games? For the 18th consecutive game, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass. 20 rebounds tonight for Rudy to go along with 29 points. Six of those rebounds came on the offensive end, just one shy of his number last night where he had seven. And uh, Rudy, just a just a rebounding machine. Let me ask you this real quick, Tim, and we'll get some more uh, post-game sound here in a second. How many games this year will Rudy not be the master of the class? One. All right. I could, that's probably – I think it might have happened like three or four last year, maybe – I just don't see. I like your number, though. Yeah, one. I think one. I think Royce tied Rudy once he this did. year. I think with eight. With eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Rudy, he's just, a, I mean, he's just a rebound machine. One thing when Derek Favors left uh, the first time last year, you wondered if the Jazz would struggle rebounding the ball. And, hey, they weren't as good as they are this year, but they were just fine because Rudy and Royce uh, uh, rebound certainly above his uh, above his height or above his weight even. 
And uh, the Jazz still are a really good rebounding team, and that all, obviously all starts and ends with Rudy. How about the the play early in the game? I mean, the, the Jazz got four offensive rebounds on one possession. Um, I think it happened again in the second half. They, their, their energy and hustle on the glass has been great, but the bottom line is that's the guy who spurs it. You know, that's the guy who carries the torch, and – it is a, just like shooting and, and running and passing. It's, that is a, it's a contagious effort. Um, and, you know, Rudy sets the tone every night. Uh, okay, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's throw it now down. Speaking of rebounds, Jordan Clarkson had seven tonight to go along with 31 points. He is now in the media room. All right, we'll get started with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Jordan, you guys have best record in the league. You're on a 10-game winning streak. So what's the vibe? What's the conversations like in the locker room? What's next? Uh, just continuing to get better. I don't even think we're looking at the record right now. I think the um, biggest thing for us is uh, just focusing on getting better each and every day, uh, moving the ball, getting better defensively, still communicating, um, still pushing the ball. Um, we're just trying to find every little thing that we can do to get better. Um, smaller details, just everything. I, I think we're just in a flow right now. We're going to keep continuing to play hard and, um, you know, staying aggressive and, you know, not even worried about uh, the record where we place or anything. I think we're just fo so focused on ourselves and um, what our goal is in terms of getting better every day. And I think that's where, where our mindset is. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Talking about the flow, JC, we look at a guy like Rudy, a night like tonight. You know, Coach was talking about whether it's, you know, you and Rudy, Donovan and Rudy. I mean, the connection is just so great. Uh, what is it like, uh, that synergy and that connection with Rudy on the floor so far during this stretch? Uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, when Rudy rolls hard to the rim, um, he's hard to defend, you know, when he goes in there um, and he's catching the ball and he's playing slow and uh, making the right reads and finishing in the paint, it's, it's hard to defend us because uh, we have shooters that spread the floor and we got guys that get in the paint. It's a, it's a bunch of us. So, um, you know, when Rudy's doing all that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's amazing for us. John Kuhn, AP. Jordan, uh, you you have Donovan out, Fave out, and you guys didn't even skip a beat offensively or defensively. Collectively, how high is the team's confidence, both in how you're playing offensively and defensively at this moment? Uh, very confident. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we're trying to create our identity, uh, getting up the floor, playing fast, defending, shooting threes. Uh, getting in the paint, uh, biggest thing uh, probably harp on is uh, defensively. Um, we're trying to have no slack on that end, uh, even with guys out or anything. You know, we all trying to lock in on our coverages, um, what the game plan is for the night. Uh, and then offense, you know, we, we know we're going to get open shots. We know we're going to break the paint. We know we're going to get open threes and we're going to play fast. So, um, you know, I feel like our focus is on that defensive end right now. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Casey, with Donovan out, who's one of the more dynamic scorers in the league these days, did you feel like you kind of need to take it upon yourself to be a little bit 
I hesitate to use the word aggressive because you're kind of aggressive all the time, but did you feel like you needed to fill a little bit of that scoring void tonight? No, nah, not at all. Uh, I played similar minutes to what I'm used to playing. Uh was in similar positions that, you know, I'm, I'm used to being in. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, roles didn't change. We just, you know, had to keep playing in our system and keep doing what we're doing. Uh, once we get them back, uh, whatever it is, Friday or whatever day he comes back, uh, we're just going to keep flowing and uh, keep uh, focusing on, on what we're doing. And that's all we could really do right now. Last question, Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, so Joe was speaking just about like as the fun that you guys have on the court and that special like team bond, right? So can you speak to that team bond and how that's been able to help you grow as a player, especially this season? Um, here is just a different vibe. You know, everybody just knows the role. Everybody's happy for, you know, each other. You know, it's almost like, you know, we get more happy when we get our teammates a shot um, than when we scoring the ball, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just a crazy feeling, a crazy vibe that we have and, you know, that we preach here. Um, you know, the ball doesn't stick. Uh, we are just playing off energy and synergy, to be honest with you. And uh, that flow and everything just comes from, you know, outside the court, um, practice, everybody just having that, um, free mindset and knowing what we're going to do and knowing what the next man is capable of and uh, down the line. So I feel like that's where it all comes from. And, um, you know, we're going to keep keep that vibe running and, and keep doing what we're doing. That's it. Thanks, Jordan. Jordan Clarkson, a man, I like the way that he describes things. He said right there, we just have a crazy vibe. And then what did he say? It's all energy and synergy. <laughs> he's great, man. I love listening to him talk to and feel like he's a guy that would be really fun to hang out with. Um, just takes things as they come. You can kind of see how he takes life as it comes. Um, his, his approach to the game is really impressive because you can tell it's, it's like he said, he didn't feel extra pressure tonight. I don't think the guy ever feels pressure. He, he, he certainly plays on attack from the minute he comes into the game. And that has been, uh, you know, a huge weapon for the Jazz from the moment he came over. I'm still, you know, it's still one of the, the great trades um, to, to really take a like piece. Uh, you know, Exum was, was like some of the pieces you had and go get somebody totally different that can really change the outlook of your team in a, in a hurry. And then get him to stay. And get him to stay. And That's get him to stay. Yeah, yep. get him to stay. You know, put him... Uh, get him comfortable, put him with a coach who who highlights what he does. He's, you know, I know you've heard this from other people too, but he's obviously a great teammate. He's very popular in the locker room. He's kind of a a, um, a calming uh, presence and, and everybody seems to like him. You saw the, the videos from the bubble of the beer shotguns and all that, where it just seems like he's a really fun guy to be around, fun guy to play with. And it, you can tell he's kind of... Uh, uh, he really likes his role on the team and that Quinn encourages them to go out and be aggressive and shoot it and, and do what's best, uh, not only for themselves, but the team as well. And he, and he echoed what we talked about. You know, uh, it's probably really rare in the situations he's been in to be on a team where the guys take as much satisfaction in other guys' success as their own. And it, he pointed that out. You know, we talked about it, but that's another time that's the, that that's been brought up. So that, that really is a theme with this Jazz team. 
All right, let's get a look at your three points uh, feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three were 16 of 41. They shot 39 percent, led by Joe Ingles, who was seven of 11, tied that career high with seven and still one away from John Stockton's franchise record. So he could have set his own a personal best and uh, and broke Stockton's record with the same shot. We'll have to wait till next game. And think about he had that shot late in the game and he he made the extra pass to Bojan. Yep. He wanted him to shoot it to he get did. him going. He did. He he rifled that right back at your point earlier in the show. That was the one Bojan kind of passed on where you kind of were rooting for him to to get it up there. Certainly it would appear that Joe did. Um others, Mike Conley was 3 of 8, George Niang 1 of 3. Uh, Jordan Clarkson came in and hit four of 11. Royce O'Neal was one of four. But tonight wasn't about the three ball. I mean, they still shot 41, and making 16 is, is certainly nothing to sneeze at. But, you know, the Mavericks were doing all they could to take away that three-point shot, and it, it's really what opened things up for Rudy to feast. It kind of looked like the old, you know, jazz of a couple of years ago, uh, really executed well yep. in the half court. Again, just another way uh, team's going to take something away in, in like, Rudy, I think he used the the term, we'll punish him at the rim, and they did. All right, Tim, let's get to uh, our friend Tyson Ewing, uh, who, by the way, paid uh, a visit to the studio tonight. So it was good to see uh, Tyson in person, albeit from a distance. Uh, but Tyson, of course, does stats for the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, and he's been nice enough to pass along a few nuggets uh, to us knuckleheads here on the post game. Uh, let's, uh, let's go through a few of these. Um, Clarkson, Gobert, and Ingles all had season highs in scoring. This is Rudy Gobert's third 2020 game. Ah, 2020. What a mark for him. That's amazing. Uh, let's see here. This is Rudy's second highest scoring game of his career. This is uh, Jordan Clarkson's 10th career 30-plus scoring game, his third as a jazz man. Uh, Joe Ingles tied his career high with seven three-pointers made, as we just uh, talked about that. He's now 1-3 shy of Stockton's all-time record of 845, so Joe's at 844. Mike Conley over the past eight games, and uh, his last 233 minutes on the floor is a plus 195. Wow. That number just continues <laughs> to grow. I'm pulling for the thousands. Let's get to the thousands. Uh, the Jazz out-rebounded the Mavericks by 14. This is the eighth time they've out-rebounded an opponent by 10 or more this season. Uh, just to put it in perspective, they did it just 16 times last year. That's a pretty amazing stat. Oof. That is that is that actually is really amazing. All right, and this one, this one, we give Tyson a bravo for it. All right, because this is this is pretty good. He had to dig deep for this one. Rudy's stat line of 29, 23, and three has only been done 15 times in NBA history. How does he find this? Is there like an <laughs> Excel know. search he, he, function? He, he told me about this one when he came up and, and said hello, and I think he was particularly proud, proud of it. Uh, proud of this one. He flexed. You want to guess a couple of these names here? I'll tell you out of the 15 times, there are one, two, three, four, five, six people that have done it outside of Rudy. So to, to 29 and 20? 29, 23, and three. So three blocks and three steals. Elijah Wan? Elijah Wan has done it seven times, so that's the most. Wow. Um, Let's see. Uh, Shaq? No Shaq, curiously enough. Probably short on the blocks front. Shaq got got surprisingly few blocks. Patrick Ewing? No, Patrick Ewing. 
Oh, I, I feel like I feel like there's one obvious one that you'd probably get, and the rest are kind of maybe. Kareem. No Kareem either. Well, I'm really I'm striking out. David Robinson's the other one that I thought was kind of okay. obvious, and he did it twice. The so Admiral. Hakeem seven times, David Robinson twice. Here are the other names: Joe Barry Carroll. I remember Joe. I know you're a big fan. Uh, Marcus Camby. I thought you were gonna say Marcus Ivoroni. No, I wish. <laughs> the former jazz man, Marcus yes, Ivoroni. Forty-three. Uh, uh one so Marcus Camby, uh Charles Barkley, and then Andre Drummond has done it twice. Okay. That's that is that is a list of names to be on right there. That's not bad. I did get the number one. That you was did. good. The dream. The Seven dream. times. Man, was that guy amazing? He he in my mind, he's pound for pound size. Uh, yeah, he was one of the best centers ever. He was incredible. His footwork. The you know, dream he played shake. soccer growing up. That's why. You know, the Clarkson kind of threw a dream shake at uh, at Porzingis tonight with that little ball fake, and then he didn't come up with a fader like Hakeem did, but he, he threw that right-handed kind of hook layup, and it was beautiful. In fact, uh, all the national outlets have uh, tweeted out that clip. Locke's call was cool on that one, too. Take the hook out of Porzingis. Oh, yeah, out of Porzingis's, what do you say? Mouth. Cheek? Mouth. Cheek. Kind of a fishing reference there. Mm-hmm. I like he, he's, it. Hey, he's very well-versed. All right, quick plug for our guy Tyson Ewing, who's always nice enough to to send these along. And if you follow him on Twitter, he's tweeting out nuggets uh, really all day, every day. I he mean, outdid himself with that last one. Yeah, that he, last one was very, that, very good. That was something. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Ty Ewing 2, at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G, the number 2. And, uh, yeah, he, he sends out all sorts of great stuff. Great follow on Twitter. Uh, all right, Go Where Love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, the Jazz beat the Mavericks tonight, 116-104, to 104, their 10th consecutive victory. We'll get Tim's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to this very same Dallas team. Coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Bogdanovich rebounds, gives to Clarkson. Gobert's already run the floor. Ingles lobs, Royce O'Neal's high up, and he puts it down. Oh, what a pass from Joe Ingles. Oh, it's happy times in Utah right now. 89-67, Utah rolls. Royce flying high for two on the Jazz Radio Network. David Locke and your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. It's your Jazz Game Night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. 116-104 to is your final Jazz Beat the Dallas Mavericks, winners of 10 consecutive games. And the Jazz currently, anyway, own the best record in the NBA. They're a half game up on the Lakers, who lost a last-second shot on a last-second shot to the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. So the Jazz uh, playing well and rewarded with the best record in the league. Yeah, and David said it there. Happy times in Utah. And this is a, uh, you know, this this city, the state loves the, this team, and um, I, I think this team has really done a great job of. Uh, of kind of personifying what this place is about, you know, teamwork and, and doing things together. It's been a, you know, uh, it's obviously like the guys talked about, it's early in the season, but whenever you can have the best record in something, um, you know, you're in a better position than everybody else. And that's what the jazz have to focus on is just 
continuing to get better. And uh, Clarkson said it best. He said, you know, we're not we, – we, our deal is we're trying to, to push it every time. We're trying to guard a little harder. We're trying to, to make an extra pass. And, and those things are the things that really stand out to me. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And playing, uh, you know, synergy and energy. Synergy and energy. Synergy and energy. You can't have synergy without With, energy. You cannot. Man, I'm telling you, I, I almost want to listen to Jordan's uh, post-game sound again. <laughs> Love that guy. He's got a great outlook. Don't you just want to pick his brain on life a little bit? Oh, for sure. Like I guarantee just, he's got some cool theories. Oh, I guarantee he's got some cool stuff going, some cool outlooks, that's for sure. And you know what? He and Rudy were the stars tonight. Joe was great, too, actually. Make sure to put his name in there. And Mike Conley was well, what Mike Conley is this year, which is just consistently awesome. But, you know, Clarkson... He's just a walking bucket. I know we talk about that. It seems like every post game, but but that's what he does. But I was impressed tonight. He also had seven rebounds, and I thought he he played some really nice minutes on Luka Doncic. Yeah, his defense has definitely gotten better. It's something that he's mentioned a couple times that you know Quinn talked about um, with him about you know improving as a defender, you know, and offensively cutting a couple shots out that that don't make sense. All of his shots really are coming in rhythm, and and he's just such a weapon. But I do I agree with you. I think defensively he was a problem tonight at times uh, for Luca, and he certainly put a lot of emphasis on that side of the ball this year. I love guys that just embrace their role, and it seems like Jordan Clarkson. Now, now don't get me wrong, his role is pretty fun. You know, you get in there and you you shoot and you play like your hair's on fire. But I mean, you know, no ego as has been pointed out here in in multiple uh, you know by uh, multiple times here in the post game. No ego, he doesn't mind coming in off the bench play 20 minutes, play 33, whatever, he's going to give you all he's got. But that's what that's what winning organizations, it doesn't matter if it's sports or uh, business, you know, if you can get people that understand their role, know their strengths and play to them and, um, you know, and then really value one another, I think you're going to have great energy, energy and synergy. Again, 31 for Clarkson. Rudy with 29, 23 and 3, only the 15th player ever to have that stat line, or at least that stat line, uh, as uh, he joined some elite companies, we found out in the last uh, segment. Then Joe Ingles, 21 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds for Joe as he got the start for Donovan and and really embraced that opportunity. And I and I like the, the salvageable, yeah. unsalvageable <laughs> comment or salvageable comment. Um, Joe has always got some wit. You, you, in pretty much everything he said, there's there's almost a little hidden message Quick tease, I think the, the Joe Ingalls show is tomorrow okay. around 9 o'clock a.m. Sometimes it floats a little bit depending on what time Joe's kids get dropped off to school and that sort of thing, as he totally said many times. Yeah. Totally get that. Oh, I, it, that's part of that show. You get a little peek into Joe's actual personal life because usually he's driving around, either driving to practice or dropping kids off or doing that sort of thing. I love the Joe Ingalls show, never to be missed. And to bring it all back, uh, right now I think it is the all-time low that th- the studio's been – I think we're at about 35. I've got it icicles is. hanging from my eyebrows. It is my quite eyebrows. cold. And I, last segment, I had to take my jacket off. So go figure. I don't I don't know, man. Carrier Studios, baby. It's a Carrier Zone Studios, where the, the carrier portion of the, the studio works uh, terrifically well. I think it's the thermostat <laughs> where, we run, <laughs> where we run into an issue. In fact, the carrier part, I think, works a little too well. I think it's the thermostat that's a, that's got a, a, a diagnosis of schizophrenia. That's <laughs> yes, that's, that's really getting us. Anybody out there that knows anything about that stuff, I, we can try to sneak you up here and hit see us up. Yeah. Us. yeah, we need like one of those nest things or something. I just I, want temperate, <laughs> not <laughs> right. 
this is kind of like my moods and personality right here. Give me hot or give me cold. Don't give me bouncing back between hot and cold. Within seven minutes. And it's the extremes that really. And by the way, we can complain about this now. It's 1042. I have goosebumps, you know? dude. <laughs> it's, it's like literally goosebumps. One minute, it's 60 degrees. The next minute, it's 85. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, all right. Just real quick from a Dallas perspective. Uh, Luka Doncic uh, finished the game, and uh, leave it at this for my computer to freak out. But uh, 30 points for Luka tonight, and as we've talked about all night long, it was kind of a quiet 30 where uh, it seemed like he did most of that damage when the game was already over. And again, the Jazz do a great job of of forcing the opponent into shots that you know that the Jazz want them to take. Um, you know, I think Locke mentioned it. You've talked about it, but he didn't really want any part of going in against Rudy tonight, which really kind of Made, you know, and he's not shooting the three well, so you kind of envision where a lot of his shots came from. Yeah, it's it, it was the craziest thing. He got that shot blocked uh, from Rudy Gobert, and he didn't go into the paint uh, for the rest of the game until one time in the fourth quarter, and you heard Locke say he was setting up his game for, for Friday. But after that, uh, after that block shot, he really steered clear. And Rudy, I mean, he's how many guys did we see tonight uh, get into the paint and pretty much nope. do a 180 and go right back out. Yeah, James Johnson did it one time. Um, Trey Burke did it Trey a few Burke. times. Lockhead, I thought that was the line of the night. Trey Burke has not grown since he left Utah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still little. Oh, man, and I almost, not that I would feel bad for Trey Burke, but, boy, did they seek him out whenever he was on the floor. They, they, oh, they found went right they, at him. They went right at him every time he was on the floor. Yeah, especially Bojan just kept posting him up. He's going to have uh, bruises in the sternum. Oh, man. Well, if you try to guard Boyan Bogdanovich with Trey Burke, you're going to, I mean, you're just asking for it. Trey, Mouse in the house. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's listed at six feet, but I, I've stood next to Trey a number of times, and I'm six feet, and I felt like I had a couple inches on him, too. I mean, he's We'd just, post you, too, yeah, Jake. He's just, oh, yeah, I'd get there with my bony backside, push him back down. I mean, it, it would be really something. All right, give us a few final thoughts, Tim, before we close the book on this one and look forward to Mavericks Jazz Round 2 on Friday. Just love the way the Jazz came out with a business-like attitude. Uh, obviously faced in, the, you know, adversity again today, losing, Don, you know, finding out uh, that Donovan had concussion uh, protocol uh, about midday, and then obviously Faves was was ruled out. Um, and those are two pieces, like I said, 33 minutes a game and 16 minutes a game. Uh, a guy in Donovan who leads you in scoring. Um, but really it did not affect the Jazz because I think it speaks to what this team does well it's next man up it's uh, multiple ball handlers multiple scores and tonight it became a situation where the jazz have won with transition and threes offensively uh and really stingy defense tonight that that was going to be something that dallas they were going to make the jazz beat them from two and and they certainly did that punishing them inside so you got to feel good about the versatility and the uh, ability of the Jazz to win and play, a, you know, always play the same with the same spacing the same way. But if the defense is going to take something away, you know, obviously punish them with what they're not. And so the Jazz did a great job of recognizing it early and then really continuing to go to that. All right. We want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a nice job calling the action as usual. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant tonight, working with us. Thanks to Alex Lundberg. Lundy, 
the executive producer of Jazz Game Night, doing fine work as usual. Thanks to the uh, title sponsor of the post-game show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, thanks to you, Tim Lacombe. It's fun to see you two nights in a row, buddy. Well, it's fun, but luckily it's not three. We do get a night off. Uh, be back Friday, but uh, a late one Friday, right? Eight o'clock start. Is that yeah? Correct? Eight o'clock start. A little national TV action. Uh, I didn't look. Is it uh, Alex? Do you know off the top of your head? Is it ESPN or is it NBA TV? I, I think it's NBA TV. I wish it was TNT. I should uh, have double checked that. Not TNT. So we're not going to get the. Uh, Commentary. We're not going to get the shack, uh, the shack fireworks. Uh, let's see. It is ESPN on Friday, Perfect. so ESPN game starting at eight. Pre-game begins at seven, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.